Welcome, friends, to another episode of the Soulful Entrepreneur Podcast. I am with Yesenia Bocanegra. She connected with me. And Yesenia, she's a video podcast strategist coach. And she hosts two podcasts, one in English and one in Spanish. Uh, the Spanish one is called Bloom Creativo Podcast. And the English one is called Focus and Bloom Podcast. And when I found Yesenia through a community of podcasters, I was like curious about hair because it was I think we joined the group uh, of podcasters in Spanish and also the same group of Riverside but in English mm -hmm. I was like oh she's also bilingual well I'm not bilingual technically but I mean I also create content in both but like oh and then I follow her on Instagram and I was like oh she's so cool like I want to I want to know her in depth and that's why we are here Thank you for being here. <laughs> thank you, Alita, for that beautiful introduction. And thank you. And hi, everybody, too, who's tuning in. Yeah, so nice. Um, we have different topics to cover today, but I want to focus and get started with video content. And I'm curious about your journey with putting yourself out there, putting your message out there on YouTube, or I'm not sure in which uh, video format you got started. How was your journey with video, with sharing yourself, uh, educating or inspiring others? How was it for you? Well, it actually started in 2013 with video. So I went all straight with YouTube. However, I did not have a single idea of what I was doing. I was working with another photographer because that's where everything started. I My business started as a photography business focused on like um, fashion and, and eventually weddings. Um, but I was working with this photographer and I saw her recording tutorials and how-to videos for her YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. And I figured, well, she's uh, very well known. She's doing this. Let me get started. And that's it. So I just Park the camera and start recording tutorials, photography tutorials. And that's really how it started. I didn't have a particular content calendar. I started a little messy um, doing my own editing and everything, but a little bit messy in terms of like no order or anything particular that I just wanted to uh, share. I just knew that I needed to post a video on YouTube. <laughs> wow. But and I, then I had it, a big uh, break afterwards, uh, uh, though. Okay, so you got started like, okay, I, I know how to teach this. I see that some people are getting some um, business inquiries or yeah, networking through sharing their content. Um, I want to give it a shot, something like that. What's the thinking process behind it? Well, I think the initial thought process was that I wanted to get some brand sponsorship or connections mm -hmm. with other photography related brands. So uh, again, no strategy really just, okay, I need to make videos, tutorials on how to do XYZ thing photography related so that I could show these photography related brands that I know what I'm talking about. And then I would be a good investment for them to have a collaboration with. That was really like the gist of what I was thinking. Okay. <laughs> And what has changed? Because it's been 10 years. I mean, even almost 11. What has changed yes. in terms of like content or the learnings you got or the purpose behind sharing? I know there are so many learnings, but like some, let's say, three top learnings that you are like, okay, now I'm more intentional, more strategic or more authentic. I don't know. How, how was that? I would say one of the, the first thing that really changed um, mm -hmm. after me starting my YouTube journey, 
I actually had a, a, a several years pause in my content because I had no strategy. So I think mm -hmm. that was the biggest change. I needed a strategy. Yeah. Why was I going to create now videos for YouTube or videos in general or content in general? Mm -hmm. uh, because it's time consuming. So I needed to know why. And then I think the other portion was more of my authenticity uh, because at the time I was, I was working with this other photographer. So I was mostly like, I saw her, so I figured this is what I need to be. This is my style. So I also was finding my own voice in content creation. Um, and I think the other portion would be is like, what exactly was I want, did I want to start sharing? So the type of content, was it going to be photography? Was it going to be marketing for photography? Something, what was it? So those three things is finding my voice, what content that I wanted to share, and then the purpose behind that. I love it. And I think that sometimes when, we, when we're extremely on the strategy side, that also can play against us because sometimes we are frozen like, oh, should I start with this one or that? And then we're overthinking and when we're postponing the launch of YouTube or video podcast. And I think I find it really beautiful when we have this balance of I'm going to allow myself to be messy. As you said, I started super messy, super creative, uh, even like trying to imitate this other lady that you, you were seeing it's like, well, yeah, yeah, because you're getting started. And then over the time you find your own voice, your own style, your own topics, maybe you niche down, but I think sometimes it plays against us. I don't know how you see that with your clients, but I see that with my own, that, uh, they just postpone it because they want to be super ready and super strategic and super authentic. And that comes along with the practice. Yes, absolutely. There's, You know, I have a background in, in film and photography and graphic design which with from, from college. So the tech side of things comes natural to me. But even with that to the side, there there's always room for growth. So it's you know, knowing what you what you want to share, why you're wanting to share it, and and not just because you've been doing it for so long. That was another thing that I was like my uh, thinking of during this process of Uh, analyzing my purpose with YouTube was um, not just because I've been doing photography for so, so long, doesn't mean that I need to start doing or continue exactly. creating content in photography. So that was actually when that happened was before COVID. So it took me six months for me to realize if I wanted to start sharing content mm -hmm. via YouTube or if I wanted to do something else. And then my realization was I'm going to start a podcast. <laughs> mm -hmm. <I> <laughs> and that really just changed everything yeah and I think it's also cool to allow ourselves to change uh, especially in the in the field of entrepreneurship and cre creative and all that is like of course you are changing because you are learning uh, you also discover new parts of you you prefer to work with certain clients and the other or certain formats and we evolve but sometimes we can be self-critical and then it's like what will others say sometimes I have that uh, thought I started sharing on my YouTube actually the most popular videos are around meditation because I started sharing meditations and now I shifted I still work with spiritual entrepreneurs but uh, now I'm like well I, I want to touch more on the on the video side on the content creation with yeah spirituality meditations and all that but but that's kind of the methodology and now 
uh, the purpose is different. But at the beginning, I struggled so much with that. I was so judgmental. I was like, you are all over the place. You are really messy. Now you keep changing uh, your niche. And they, what will others say? And the truth is that they don't, it's not that they don't care. It's just that they don't see your every single uh, cover photo you have or video you have every day. Like, no, there is so much noise. And then they will maybe see it on a weekly basis or bi-weekly basis or something like that. And they won't notice if you change your cover photo like 3000 times. <laughs> but because you see that every day, you are like, oh my God, I'm so messy. But uh, no, others don't notice. I mean, it's most likely they won't notice. <laughs> well, imperfect action is better than no action. You have to start somewhere. Even if it's messy, you're going to get better with consistency. Completely. And I think that's the beauty also of having a coach in our case, like podcast coach or video podcast. These labels are difficult to to put a label on ourselves, no? But uh, that's more or less how we are called, no? Video coach or whatever we are. But that's really nice because I see that with my clients. They are like, okay, now I know I have a certain framework. and I know what's important for me and for my business, which, which are the key actions. And then that uh, prevents you from like, changing your cover 300 times that is like, oh, is that a key action in your business? Maybe not 300 times, right? But it's <laughs> that's the beauty of having a coach, like saying, okay, look, we will, this is your, your playground and let's play with this, but don't, um, yeah, don't try things that probably they don't add any value on your business. I don't know how do you see that uh, in your work with your clients? Absolutely. I mean, a coach working with a coach gives you an outside perspective of things because as an entrepreneur, you are so focused on what you're doing on. I need to create content. I need to build my clients. I need to create invoice. I need to do this and I need to show up on social media. So we're, we're so, so focused on what we're doing, what we need to do in running the business that it's hard sometimes to get an outside perspective from somebody who understands where you're coming from. Like I often ask my husband and my husband has a nine to five. He doesn't have his own business. He supports me and like he, he's, he's like, I love what you're doing and I'm so happy and proud of you. But, but when I ask him about strategic things, he's like, sounds great, but you know more than I do. <laughs> so it's always good to, to, if, you know, whenever possible, if you, you can work with a coach, a strategist that, is a couple of steps further ahead than you are, that will give you a really great perspective on some things that you might be missing, that you might not be considering, or that you didn't even know that was possible within where you are in your business, in your journey, and yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like it, what you say. And um, can you give us some advice on how to find this authentic style on camera, is, is there any exercise you do with your clients or any tip that you can provide to us, um, especially when we are coming from either static posts on Instagram uh, or audio only, and then jump, do this move to video that at the beginning is a little bit intimidating? I would say um, if you feel a little bit unsure of moving from audio to a video format, uh, do a test recording for yourself and share it with somebody that you feel comfortable with that they can give you feedback okay. uh, and they can give you feedback on maybe, you know, what clothing are you picking? Or maybe they can give you feedback on your background or how the mic sounds. Mm -hmm. So feel 
comfortable that way. And this way you can slightly, slowly ease in into doing video. Mm -hmm. And then another way that, um, that what you could do to in start incorporating video into your audio, into your podcast, don't necessarily feel that you need to talk straight to the camera, maybe put the camera to the side and have your notes in front of you talk like you would normally record a podcast. Imagine that you're talking to a friend because after all, it's a podcast. So it's an audio experience. It's a very personal experience. You are talking to one person. Keeping mm -hmm. in mind that you're talking to one person and not just everybody yeah. will kind of help you also in like feeling in removing a little bit of that stage fright, if you will. And mm -hmm. again, have the camera to the side mm -hmm. and start recording, press record and, and be okay that it might look a little bit messy, but just by the fact that you press that record button, you are several steps ahead than you were the day before when you did not press that record button. I love it. Yeah, exactly. And also with the practice, you will find flow. And especially if there are topics that you share, you care about that. That's why I'm, I'm really, um, I don't want to say picky, but I'm selective with my clients. We like your, I, I want that your project or your business is so meaningful and so purposeful, at least for you. Like you don't have to save the world, but at least for you, you have a deep purpose. When you have a deep sense of purpose for what we are sharing, what you are communicating, At some point, you forget about the camera because you are so focused on the message you are communicating, then then you, you forget about the other stuff. But if you are only <clears throat> sharing from a, an ego perspective, I like to talk about ego and soul, but if it's only ego, like, how will I look? Is Am, am I sounding uh, intelligent? Am I looking nice? Is my skin... Then you get into these ego traps and then you forget about the quality of your message and the purpose of your message. So I think you need to ground on that, at least at the beginning, because uh, otherwise you will be just like so concerned about how you look, then that you will forget about the message you're, you're trying to communicate. Exactly. It's, it's the same way as why did you start your entrepreneurial journey? in the first place, forget about the podcast, forget about the video, yeah. social media. Why in the first place did you start? There's a purpose behind that. Keep that purpose right in front because everything else is a channel to help you serve that purpose. Wow. I love it. Uh, do you have any way like to, for, to remember about that purpose? Do you write it somewhere? Do you have a vision board? I don't have it written down, but I just go by how I feel. Like, am I actually finding joy in what I'm doing? Yeah. Like if I'm not, if, if I'm not having fun with this, I need to, I, I like, I self-evaluate the situations or how I've been feeling about something. And then I'm like, okay, I need to pause and figure out what I'm going to do next. And that's actually something that uh, happened recently to me because I've been pivoting. I recently pivoted away from photography altogether to the point where I sold my photography gear, which is like weird yeah. for me after yeah. so many years that, you know, it, it wasn't a overnight decision. It was, it took me three years because I wasn't sure if photography was the thing that I was going to continue doing. And I also didn't know what was the next thing that I was going to do. So I started testing out different things within photography and mixing photography and branding and marketing mm -hmm. and figuring it out and mm -hmm. see how this goes. And, yeah. and I was able to still get my clients even during this pivot process, but it wasn't until last year that I figured, Oh, wait, this is my next thing. This is where I feel mm -hmm. joy, where I feel like 
there is so much potential in so yeah. many things that I can provide to help others that no, I, I can no longer do with photography. So I see that other phase in my life as like, this was the base for my next thing. And, um, you know, if going back to your why and if asking yourself, if you are enjoying what you're doing, mm -hmm. then that's going to be a key indicator. And if you're not, then pause, it's okay to pause, yeah. pause and reflect and then move yeah. forward. Completely. And I also see that as internal indicators, as you say, like joy, you, you flow when you talk about certain topic or when you're coaching someone or those are inner, inner indicators, but also they are external. And I, that's why I really love to have um, conversations with people, with entrepreneurs. Sometimes they choose to work with me. Sometimes they don't, but this discovery call, clarity call, however you want to call it are so useful because it's kind of market research. And then you are listening to what they need. Um, I also recently, I'm always like ongoing doing market research. Even if, even if I have a portfolio of clients, I'm always like, yeah, but what else do they need? How can I serve them better? Sometimes I just ask that question. How can I serve them better? Even if I don't know the answers. And when I ask them, uh, when, when I talk to them, it's like, but in which format, in which way, how would it be easier? And I really love that. I think it's a nice approach to, to doing business instead of just like, this is my thing. It's unmovable. I'm unflexible. I think we can, and I, going back to allowing ourselves to change, to pivot, to find other ways of doing business that are joyful for us, but also useful for others. Right. Exactly. Yes. I, I yeah. agree. Yeah. And I want to ask you just uh, about building trust with video, because I feel like nowadays there is a lot of uh, advice, marketing advice of video is like, you have to do it. No, like uh, it's the thing for It, it, it started, I guess, uh, uh, with the reels, you know, with Instagram reels, yes. like, yeah, static post is like old and video is, and I agree, like video is, um, it, it gets more rich, um, but also talking about these inner metrics, I think it's also very nice to connect with others. If you see it from the stand standpoint of someone who is looking for collaborations or partnerships uh, or just online friends like we are doing right now, like recording. I think video is really cool to get to know the person faster and deeper than a static post. What's your view on that one? I will be biased because <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what I do. But trying to be as objective as possible. Yes. I mean, you can connect with video. It's, you know, before the pandemic, if you had family that lived in a different place than you, and you wanted to speak with them, yeah, you could call them, but wasn't it good, like great? Didn't it feel great to actually see their face? Because you could see their expressions and everything. So it's the same thing. You, you, video is just another channel for you to get a deeper connection with, with a friend, a family, with a potential client, with an audience. And, you know, if you really are strategic about it, it can really help you in your sales. Like one of the things that I've been incorporating recently is sending quick Uh, video messages to my clients whenever I would send them a proposal or any email that has a little bit more of an expl uh, explanation or like next steps. I would lay down all the details in, in written, but I also would just do a quick impersonal casual a video yeah. and send them and include it in that email. And they would say like, Oh, I love this. This is so great. I can see your personality. Yeah. 
And then obviously that booking happened. So it's just, it's an, another way to easily up-level your client experience as well. True. And if also think about it as how we connected, it was really, it happened really fast from the moment that I saw you on the podcasting group, podcasters group. And then I checked you on Instagram and because you create a lot of media content, I was like, oh, I really like her personality. Um, because I had some uh, experiences that I was like inviting people uh, only because they were expert in something. And I was, that's a learning for me, uh, for having guests. But at the end, because someone is expert, that's not enough. Like for me, at least me, Ali, it's very personal. I really like to have, yeah, your expertise, but your perspective, your attitude, your energy. And that's what I actually, that's something I wrote down, like as a reminder, like even if it's the most, the expert in whichever field, you got to have this feeling of like, hell yes, I want you here. Because at the end, it's something you are preparing, like you're putting this person in front of your audience. So I'm, I'm more like selective uh, nowadays with my guests. And well, okay, going back to the Instagram video um, topic, I could feel your energy super uh, fast and, and really it was so obvious. Like, yeah, it's a super match when I, uh, when I watch your videos. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, 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 you know, I, aside from the fact I, I enjoy doing those videos, honestly, it, it really mm -hmm. does feel that you are connecting with somebody because you are showing up, you're, you're doing expressions like facial expressions and things like that, that you're not going to get with a static photo. Yes, you can bring your personality to your photos and there's yeah. lots of ways that you can do that. That would be a different episode, <laughs> but, but really it's just video just helps you take it a little bit step higher, mm -hmm. um, in helping you build those connections, feeling the energy that the other person is bringing to the table and seeing if you're connecting. I mean, that could be the difference between, uh, you know, somebody, a potential client that is looking at working with you for a, let's say coaching for something mm -hmm. and they're undecided because they're, they're, they have you and then they have this other person, yeah. both services are, you know, budget, everything aligns, but then maybe a video is that little thing that might make a difference. And You never know. True. And you mentioned joy while creating videos, that you enjoy that process. I, I know different people, some of them enjoy, but only a few of them enjoy it. Some of them see content creation as a task to be done, as something like you have to for your business. How can you shift that mindset of, oh, shoot, I have, I have to create this because the business needs to keep going rather than I'm going to have fun. This is a lightful task. It's not even a task. I'm just going to record. I'm going to talk about whatever. How do you make that shift? <laughs> I would say um, there are different things in my business that I don't like, <laughs> like doing bookkeeping. It's just not my thing, <laughs> but I need to do it, right? Yeah. Um, So if you're, if content creation isn't something that you feel like, yay, and excited and oh, we're doing this today and you feel it's more like, oh, I need to create a video or a podcast, um, think about, think or see it, visualize it as a step towards making, towards achieving your goal. So it's, it might take a little bit of a, a mindset shift in seeing it like that, but it's like this 
content that you're creating is going to facilitate the way that you're going to reach more people. So that means mm -hmm. potentially less effort from your part in the future. So you're, yeah. you're thinking ahead or you're working ahead towards something. Um, again, see it as a step towards helping you achieve your goal and put, you know, enter here what your goal is with yeah. your business and what that role give, give the video content a role yeah. um, for that goal. So if, you know, it, it could be your, your content is your um, lead generating channel, then, then you know that if you don't do this, then something else in your goal set, goal yeah. list is going to suffer. So see yeah. it as a, a way, a channel to a step to help you reach your goal. Yeah. And also, is there any ritual or... Yeah, like practical tip to say like, okay, I have my creative corner. I, that's how I call mine. This is my creative corner. I have my mic, my camera. Well, now I, I am traveling, but normally I would have that on my flat. And I have a list also of the upcoming topics. So I make it the easiest and the simplest as I can for myself. So I know normally Monday is my solo day creation. I know that on Mondays, my morning is booked. I go, I know I can read like, okay, this is the next topic. This is my, my, my setup is, is all set. Um, any other tip like that, like making it easier for you or something that is more uh, inspiring that can kind of start the, the spark of inspiration or creativity. <laughs> well, in the book, Atomic Habits, uh, I think James Clear is the author. I can't remember. Uh -huh. But he says that in order for you to create a habit, you need mm -hmm. to eliminate any of the hurdles or obstacles that would prevent you from building a habit. Mm -hmm. So one way to do this is like doing, finding your creative corner, like you, you're, you just explained, like you're setting your area mm -hmm. for creativity. And mm -hmm. that could be your camera, your microphone, everything. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have a, a dedicated space, yeah. set the things that you need in an, in a place, in a basket or anything, put them away so that whenever you are ready to record, all you need to do is grab it and place it wherever you need mm -hmm. to do. Other things that you can do is uh, also assign a, a date or a, a time in the week or a time in the month where you know that that is what you need to do on that day. Like yeah. make it, put it on the calendar. If I don't put it on the calendar, I am going to forget. So put it on the calendar, yeah. make up, make it a priority. And even on uh, other ways that you can do is like, you know, um, where, think about the colors of your branding. Maybe if, if clothing is something that you're not, you don't know what to wear for your videos, Think about solid colors, anything that's mm -hmm. easy that you can, that could look well with your brand. Again, you don't need like crazy prints, solid colors will work great. Yeah. Um, so the more that you can pre-plan or the more that you can eliminate those hurdles, mm -hmm. then the easier it is to form an, a habit yeah. of you knowing that, okay, this content creation is a step in toward, uh, in, in helping me achieve a goal. Mm -hmm. And this is part of what I need to do. And, and the more, the easier the experience, the better it is for you. So you're, you're setting yourself for success. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. That's, I'm going to release this bit as a reminder for myself. <laughs> um, and going back to content creation and using it for your business, establishing yourself as 
they call it authority. I don't like that word, but let's say authority. Um, how do you personally find your perspective, your style, your approach to what you share? Because if you think about it, like if you if you zoom out, you see that many of us, in a way, overlap, if, quote unquote, overlap. No, on what we are offering, what we are sharing. We talk about yeah, podcasting, content creation, video creation, and all that. But at the end, we are all different. So how do we tap into this differentiator, let's call it, or our own story, our own perspective? How do you see that? Because I love the podcasting community. It's it's Even if we are doing some things that are more or less similar, we never see each other as a competitor. We just see someone as like a, um, like a peer or like a contributor, partner. And we, we, for me, it's a joy, I think, for you too, when you find someone doing something quote-unquote similar. And we don't see that as a threat. But we, we see that as like, oh, I want to record with this person. And that's why I love this um, podcasting world. It's, it's, it's quite nice. Like, it's a mindset of abundance too. Like, there is enough for everyone. But I want to know your approach on, first of all, how to find your own perspective. Like, okay, we can talk about the title can be the same. No, like the videos have the same title, but it's going to be two completely different videos. How is that? I think that there's, I think that comes with practice, with the <laughs> consistency. First of all, I don't think um, out of the bloom, you're going to develop your style because you need to like figure it out by yourself. And, and you might start by imitating a style and, and see, figuring it out if it's, if it fits with you. Yeah. Right. Um, I, there's lots of content creators that I follow that, that are, significantly more extroverted than I am. And I'm like, oh, this is good. I, I relate to them and I, and I enjoy their content. Yeah. I don't see myself doing that. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like, what would you do? What would you not do? What feels comfortable mm -hmm. to you? And again, think about you're having, think about that you are having a conversation with just one person. Yeah, that's it. How can you show up for your friends? How can you show up for somebody that you know in the, or, or somebody that you really want to help with mm -hmm. enter what you do here? Mm -hmm. right? um, I think, and also being true with you. Uh, I, this is definitely a mindset thing, but you need to be true with who you are and how you, um, how you feel comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. Um, and in doing that, that will certainly help you build that trust in yourself and also build you, uh, build the, uh, the, the possibility of you finding your own style that now, as far as like how you communicate or how you approach a particular topic, mm -hmm. again, that might mean, uh, you know, consistency in your content creation as you're creating more content, you're, mm -hmm. you're finding yourself that you, you're, you yourself has some trends in, in the way that you approach a particular topic. Yes. You have some trends on how you see things. I mean, just in general, think about yeah. in your day-to-day -day norm, how do you see, enter here, a subject, something mm -hmm. uh, about, how do you see that? And have a conversation with somebody and then just try to, you know, analyze how, how, you gave your own perspective. Exactly. Um, and I think that's one way that you could approach it. Again, it's not something that will happen overnight. It's no. it happens with consistency and dedication exactly. and, and feeling okay and comfortable in your own skin. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It has to do with self-love, with self-discovery, um, self-awareness too. 
and and I like it how you build it over the time as you said like um the more you know yourself the easier it's going to be to communicate because then you know like oh yeah I know I'm I'm Ali and I love um whatever mindset topics even if we approach podcasting I always will bring my mindset topics and my deep topics and my woo-woo topics uh perspective or the lenses of podcasting um And I also had a conversation with Anna, Anna Savior, <laughs> and she was saying like, I love analytics. So, and she's like the analytics girl, no? And yes. again, she sees uh, podcasting through the lenses of analytics. I mean, I'm oversimplifying it, but it's a, it's a level of, first of all, knowing yourself and second of all, having the courage to sh to boldly say it. And I think that's very challenging. Yes, you have to be comfortable in your own skin to share, uh, to share your opinion, to get in front of the camera, get behind the microphone and talk yeah. because there will be people that will love you and follow you and, and be very uh, truth loyal to, to you yeah. as an audience. And there will be people that are just going to put some hate on it. And you yeah. need to be okay with that because yeah. they're coming in from a completely different mindset, scarcity mindset. And, yeah. and, and just, you don't have time for that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no time for bad vibes. <laughs> Good vibes only. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave me alone. But have you experienced any hate or any not so positive comment? Not that many, unfortunately. I, I would say I was joking with my husband the other day about that. I'm like, oh, I'm getting some really great comments on my YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. I still haven't gotten anything negative, but <laughs> um, but jokingly, no. Um I have gotten some and that would criticize maybe if I mispronounced something or maybe that my camera settings were incorrect and well, yeah. your opinion. Yeah. It's your free to not watch my content. It's free. <laughs> It's, It's free. free. Yeah. So exactly. You don't <laughs> like my content. You don't like what I'm saying. Then fine. Move on. Scroll on. <laughs> yeah. Find someone who like reson yeah. you resonate better with the message and that's it. But exactly. it's only a few people who will take the time to comment something, to be honest. Like it's yeah. very, very rare. I mean, for someone who is listening or watching and who are like, no, but if I put my message out there like boldly or in camera and in video, what if blah, blah, blah. Um, it depends on the topic. It depends on the industry, on the field. Of course, there are topics which are naturally more like polarizing. But yes. I think if you are talking about business, especially when you're talking about your own experience, your client's experience, yeah, that's your own truth. I'm not saying that's the truth, but that's your own truth. That's what has worked for you, for your clients. And so feel free to share it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. How can... I'm sorry, um, I'll start to, to wrap up because I'm conscious about the time. But what would you say to someone, some words of encouragement or inspiration if they are still also in this process of jumping to video, creating video content or not, or being more bold with their opinions, with their perspectives, more confident? What would you tell to, to them? Like any words of, of motivation? I would say that Just start, press record, because nobody, even if there is competition in your industry, nobody will ever say things or share the content or, or present a perspective the same way that you will, period. So you will, by default, bring a unique perspective to that topic that you want to share. So 
embrace that unique that uniqueness that comes from for default and just ex- go maximize it and really embrace it yeah yeah and what would you say because sometimes i get this one like yeah but there are super cool youtubers with a lot of millions or thousands of, of subscribers already and I need to start from scratch. And is there still a space for me in the industry, in business, in social media? The best time to start, whether it's your YouTube channel, to move your podcast from audio to video, to start your podcast is today. So just work with what you've got. They needed to start from scratch. They may have started several years before you did. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Yep. That, but that doesn't mean that other people won't start be won't start their own thing after you do. So there's always ground zero. There's always the starting point for everything, no yep. matter where. So just start, and then you will see the growth that you'll that you will get as you continue to working on your content, sharing your content, being consistent, mm-hmm. and always be true to to your goals, to your mm-hmm. purpose, and to what feels comfortable to you. A lot of this, these content creators are cre- with big audiences. They're creating um, multiple videos and content a week, but it's not just one person. They have a team behind them. Yes. And it yeah. takes time for you to yep. afford a team to yep. build all of that. So you have to start from scratch. Start where you are with what yeah. you've got and grow from there. And your future self will thank you for that. I always yes. say that. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Oh, no. Thank you, Jess. Uh, I have one last question before I will ask, uh, like, where they can find <laughs> you and all that. But um, many creators or many marketers, many marketers and business coaches advertise something that I, I like to call that it. it's like unethical marketing. And they say about how to go viral, how to grow fast in, and they even put sometimes days, no, in 21 days, launch your coaching business in 21 days. When I see this type of communication, I'm like, really? I mean, this is either, this is a lie or you are doing something magical. I don't know what. Um, so the question here would be like, which, which is your perspective to growth, like growing on social media or on business, but also which activities that you have found in your own business and communicating on social media have been key that you say like, actually this, this is very important. As we said, like this strategic content creation or these are actually not going to give you like virality overnight, but these are very important and that has worked for you. I would say that for anybody who's creating content online, I know that, you know, we want to get these uh, 100,000 followers. We want to get the silver play button on YouTube. (laughs) These are vanity metrics. These are valid. If you want them, great, go for it. There's, There's no problem with that. But I think that, again, you have to start from zero, period. And you need to maximize the audience that you have. I mean, you can get 10,000 followers on Instagram or a thousand on YouTube, but how are you going to leverage the potential of that large audience? If you don't set the, the, the base and the systems for growth when you're starting out, then it's no worth you having all this audience. If you don't know how to maximize that potential and like really uh, benefit from that. So 
take this starting from scratch, which might sound daunting, uh, <laughs> as your opportunity to really set those the base and the systems to help you grow. This is like today is the I, I can't remember, I heard this somewhere on social media and and it resonated a lot. Today is the least amount of followers that you will have. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you're if you're looking at followers today, yeah. the least. So because yeah. you're the goal is for you to grow. Um, so, you know, approach it from that perspective that, um, you need to, th this is a perfect time to set those systems to help you grow and, and get to those bigger milestones that, that you have. Completely. Yeah. And also quantity over quality, no quality over quantity, even if it's the least sexy thing you can listen, like, no, but I want, as you say, this, my, my plate, my YouTube plate and blah, blah, blah. It's like. Well, yeah, but imagine now you're having getting DMs, like 100 daily DMs from random people just asking, hey, how are you? Or, you know, just chit-chatting. It's like, do you want these, sorry, but cheap followers? Maybe no. Or maybe yes. Or maybe you have you decide to have a business based on views and likes and all that. Okay, but uh, it must be a conscious decision and being more intentional. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Yes. Well, thank you for sharing everything, opening up. It was a nice conversation with you. <laughs> thank, you thank you for the invitation. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> yes. And um, you want to share anything else with us, with the audience um, or your podcast or anything you want to share with us as an extra okay. resources? Well, I would say, first of all, just don't be afraid to start. Just start. Um, and the next thing is that you can, uh, I hang out on Instagram a lot. <laughs> you can mm -hmm. find me at Focus and Bloom Studios on Instagram. That's my same thing for my website. And my podcast is Focus and Bloom in English and in Spanish, Bloom Creativo. On both, I talk about video marketing strategies and intentional content creation. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you so much for everything. It was It was really fun. I want to yes. rewatch it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you, Jess. And thank you for listening and for watching, guys. See you next week. And yeah, thanks for being here. <laughs>